0: It's the year thirty thirty. Captain! It looks like our ship is coming down!
1: Space Cadet, you need to get the plasma beam ready!
0: Seems like the plasma beam is not working. Can you do the auxiliary with the landing gear? How do I put the landing gear down? Just press the damn button. Okay, we're going in.
1: Space Cadet, step up and do something. I'm trying
0: to find the kiss my ass button, but it's not here. Can we
1: use the gamma ray to maybe beam in to the homing beacon?
0: Yeah, of course we can. Oh, it looks like we're going to have to crash in everyone's headphones.
1: And your boys are here with the Space Cadet. Space Cadet, what would you say now that we're in someone's headphones? I say let's keep it going boys. Officer Lama, no drama, Tomasa. How do you like it here in your new surroundings?
0: Uh... Cause it's that time for your boys. your yeah, boys. Cause
1: we're back and we're still at it and we're just getting off our spiritual spaceship. So welcome, welcome folks. Because it's that time for a Mets. And a Monk. Because this is what we do. We talk about certain things and we kind of go off. And so far you've been tuning in and we appreciate that. And we're going to try to keep this thing rolling as best as humanly possible. Do you see what I did there, Llama?
0: I got it. I got it. It's the old human thing again. So, everybody out there, I don't know how it is for you, but um, this is about courage This is about determination. This is about being careful of the seduction of destruction, the way that things can happen to you that cause you to give up or to give out or to give away what you've attained so far in your sobriety, your recovery. I'm talking about relapse. I'm talking about Falling out, I'm talking about going out, any metaphor that you might want to use for what can happen to each one of us if we're not vigilant, if we're not there watching our game. That's what I got going this morning, brother.
1: Yeah, man, yeah, and that topic is obviously one that's noteworthy that we could get a lot of mileage out of and the seduction of destruction. What a great way to put it, man, because it is, it's, it's, it's that sweet, subtle whisper or it's that... It's that thing that doesn't telegraph its punches to let us you know, to lead us down the wrong path.
0: And it's really easy to to be here every day with you and to talk about the sweet spots of recovery and just how my day's going, how's your day, Mets? Oh, thanks for asking. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's (laughs) just but the reality is not everybody does it. Not everybody does it the first time. Some people never do it. Um, I said goodbye yesterday to a friend of 20 years who is at the tail end of the destruction that his addiction has caused. And that reminds me that I have to be careful. I can find it really easy. Believe it or not, a llama. A llama can be tempted. But you just got to be aware. You got to be on top of it. And I guess my point is that I know all of us, us, the big U-S, all of us involved in this uh, can tell stories, either our own personal or stories about other people that didn't stay the course. And what you need to do is to be aware of that, let that reaffirm your recovery. But it's out there.
1: It most certainly is. It... It is always there, as as a matter of fact, it doesn't go anywhere. Um, the 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 trap falling into you know that dark hole again. It doesn't come without its warnings, and a lot of the times people will say, "Hey, you might want to look out for that, or this might not be a good idea." But when you get too far down into that rabbit hole, and you decide for yourself that this is what I want to do, this is what I'm gonna do. Um, do you do yourself a favor and maybe tune into what somebody has to share with you?
0: Because while you are working on your recovery, your addiction is in the other room doing push-ups, just waiting, waiting for that moment. Uh, somebody once said that you know the circus. Uh, no, the the monkey may be gone, but the circus is still in town. Mm-hmm. It's always there, and that's that. Doesn't have to be a daunting bleak black thing that's i'm i i exalt in my recovery man i'm i'm a i'm alive the way i am today because of my addiction because of my recovery from my addiction but i work and see people all the time that are dealing with this and it's not always pretty right. it's not always rosy it's not always you know that's an monk happy times. It's uh, it's some bleak bad shit sometimes.
1: Yeah, I had a phone call yesterday with somebody that I knew from New York, and thank goodness he's on the path. But uh, a good friend of his just just passed on, and uh, you know we get to that point where we return to the insanity of where nobody can tell us anything, and if we're not connected with people that will help us out when we start to get. Somewhat sick, uh, in between our ears. If we're not connected with people, the the ability to buy the lie in between our ears just grows. To think that there's going to be some satisfaction in the unsatisfactory.
0: Karma knows everybody's home address. It's just always prepared to strike. It's always prepared to come at you. Um, you just gotta. You just gotta recognize it when you see it. And it may be a pretty face. It may be a good opportunity. It may be some sweetness. But the seduction of destruction, you got to be careful, Mets.
1: The trade. The trade. Got to be aware of the trade for short-term pleasure for long-term pain.
0: Uh, that's reality. The reality is, you know, your phone call from a, with a friend who's doing well, my phone call to a friend who's leaving this, shout out to you, Corey, man. Um, it's, it's what recovery is made of. And, you know, hate to sound dark, folks, but it's the reality that it's just the potential is there. And when you think you've got it, that's when you got to really be careful.
1: think about training for a fight or something like that you want to you want to be able to be in really good shape and and really have some stamina and if your if your recovery isn't consistent with the training you're going to fall to the level of your practice you won't rise to the event it won't just magically happen you've got to continue to practice and train day in and day out as if you're going against, you know, that heavy weight and that, you know, the the disease, the the illness, however you want to word it, because it's like Lama said, you know, it's still there, it's waiting patiently, and for myself included, you know, I want to stay vigilant, I want to make sure that we keep this thing going because being on the other side of this thing is an is a gift. There's no doubt.
0: I went. Uh, I'm constantly aware of the fact that I went 19 years without drinking, and found myself in a meeting getting ready to speak to a bunch of doctors, it was my other life. And with a rep and went to the bar, he was getting a cocktail, and he ordered a goose on the rocks with a twist. He turned to me and he said, uh, what do you have? And after 19 years of no alcohol, I said, I'll have the same. No no trigger, no, just just a little easy thing, I'll have the same. And within six weeks, it was the old way again. And that stays with me all the time. Uh, with 73 years, I figure, you know, I've got, I've got nine in, 10 to go, so that makes 83. Mm-hmm. Um, so I gotta worry about it all the time. Um, I'm, I'm, I don't have that craving. I don't have all of those, um, you know, exhortations that, that people talk about, I just have this underlying sense that when I'm not vigilant, when I'm not practicing, that's when it can hit.
1: And I, I also, for me, in my own practice, I don't try to shoulder this whole thing myself. Every day, I've tried my very best to turn it over to my understanding of a power greater than myself. Ask for help right away in the morning, in order to be able to ask for help and insert my own will later on as the day goes on and that temptation hits or that destruction starts. You know, gathering or you know, it's it's so important to do that checkup from the neck up after asking uh, source for help.
0: And and for all of you nuns out there, that's N O N E S, small N. O-N-E-S. You know, when you struggle over higher power, you struggle over Buddha, or you struggle over God, you struggle over all these things, the resources available to you are on your plane. They're right there. There are people in your own circle of friends that you can drop a dime and talk to them. There are groups, there are organizations, there are resources. And, And I... I may be wrong, but I honestly feel there's an aura that comes before relapse. And whether that's a period of time where you start to question or you're thinking or you're looking at somebody and going, well, I remember what that was like. Um, That's where, if I may, His Holiness the Dalai Lama talks about the fire. To me, relapse is falling into the fire, being in the fire when suddenly when you're done, it didn't turn out to be as cool as you thought it was gonna be. You're standing in the ashes, burned. What he ta- he says is to try to see the fire before it starts so you can put it out. So he, he talks about you know before the ashes of the fire. When you see the fire, use that fire extinguisher, whether it's your higher power, whether it's somebody else, and put it out. Then you go to the point of the spark, you find out what spark started the fire. Some people use that word trigger. Mm. Um, I get triggered by the word trigger, by the way. <laughs>
1: I think it's an excuse. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, so then you find out what the spark is. So you put the spark out. His Holiness says the way is when there is no spark to begin with. And that's where I think the vigilance is.
1: I'm gonna run it back a little here going to rewind the tapes here. And one of those things about rewinding the tapes is to consider that if you are to pick up a substance and you have been in recovery for however long you've been in recovery, if you've been telling on it and being upfront and honest about your experience with the substance, it surely isn't going to be happy to see you for telling the truth on it. And that's another thing where you talk about like that aura coming over someone just before they pick up. To me, it's it's similar to like you know dropping dime on somebody, and then you know you go back and acting like, hey man, how's it going? Good to see you again. They're not going to be happy to see you. The substance itself, from what I've witnessed, isn't happy to see people. And what happens is is that the runs or the sprees, however you want to word it, they get shorter and shorter and shorter. And it's it's almost like getting getting hit as hard as hard as possible. You get hit so hard that you can feel it just throughout your entire soul and your spirit. And there's no need to do that.
0: Ask, ask anybody you know that's relapsed and ask them about that experience. Uh, I, I would be willing to lay some llama bucks on it that they're gonna tell you it wasn't as they thought. It just wasn't anywhere near what they thought it might be. And you know it's too bad we couldn't have that feeling in the beginning. When I first picked up uh, the substances of my life, that I didn't go. Oh, really? It just wasn't what I thought it was going to be, um, and that's when you relapsed. Um, that's where that's where the frustration is.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Obviously, it's where it is. It's also where that that pain and suffering is, and when you are living on the other side of this and you realize you don't have to be a part of that anymore, what a gift it is, and to continue to, to continue, to continue to keep your hands high in this, in this ordeal, to continue to ask for help, and then to continue to recover the ultimate goal.
0: Do you think I'd get in trouble if I, I was thinking this the other night that I sat down and did the Four Noble Truths of Addiction, and the Eightfold Path of Recovery.
1: I think you can do whatever you want, Llama.
0: Yeah. I'm, I'm, I got to check with the union. Oh, really? Oh, I mean, you know, that, I mean, that's like fooling with the stuff, the essence stuff, you know?
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what? People are going to get all jammed up about something. Let's give them something to practice on. And you know what? It is that time to hop on Back on board on our Uh-oh. spaceship. Uh-oh. So, do you want to pilot this time? Do you think you could handle the responsibilities of being
0: the pilot? Well, I've, I've, I've never. I've been a pilot. All, all right, right I, all right. Your apprehension I, has set no, it off. No, all. I worked. I worked as a. I work. I worked as a pilot. Okay. Really, I worked in a bakery. I used to take the bread out of the oven and pilot it in the corner.
1: <laughs> That's such a simple joke. Good hey, work. But it's, Good work.
0: I'm a simple monk, you know. There you go. Yo, yo, yo. So. We've had a chance to talk um, some serious stuff today, but that's what recovery is um, at the base of it. It's serious. It's about saving your life. And then it's about passing it on and saving somebody else's life. Reach out.
1: All aboard the spiritual spaceship with you boys on Mets and
0: the monk on Radical, Radical Radio. Radio. Radical, Radical recovery. recovery Radio. Oh, wow. Full send.